Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The offseason is officially underway. We are a week into it. I thought we were going to have a weekend without any football, and then the XFL popped up on me. Did you partake in any XFL action? Absolutely not. No, you didn't? I Only turned what on... I saw on Twitter and what people who I follow retweeted from what they saw. I didn't seek out any XFL content I turned content on the Sea Dragons versus the Defenders on Sunday night. I and have it no was idea. Nine, it was 9-8 to eight at halftime. <laughs> can I guess where the Sea Dragons and Defenders are yeah, from? Yeah, go ahead. Sea Dragons, that sounds like a Seattle team, yeah. right? Oh! It's just like the Kraken, but like a PG form of The, the Defenders Kraken. nickname isn't an actual state's name. It's like a it's like a nickname, kind of like Golden State almost. Oh. I have no idea. DC. They're the D- oh, they're okay. The DC, DC makes sense. They're the DC Defenders. I didn't... Okay, when you said like Golden State, I thought you were going to say like Well, I just Bay meant because it's not Washington or, or like New like England. That. How cool would it be if the if the Pittsburgh team was called Steel City, like the Steel City Sabretooths or something like that? What are they called instead? The Pittsburgh, like a basketball team or something. If you went that, I know. Way. But what was the what was the team for Pittsburgh? The Pipers or the Condors? Or, they remember. were all Pittsburgh though. I'm just saying, I, I like it Steel when City. I like it when you teams kind of do like it up nicknames for the city. Well, like for of, like Major League Soccer, they do some. some yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I think I think that can be pretty cool. But the one thing with the maybe XFL, we should just do away with the Steelers. The one, Pittsburgh Steelers that blasphemy. That name, that name has been around, right you know, for 95-ish years. Like, that's it's run its course, right? One thing I will say about the XFL, though, is there is some interesting rules that are implemented oh, yeah, in there definitely. that I think the NFL should take a long look at and maybe bring over, maybe not exactly prof- the same way. more professional, like, angle to but it. But definitely yeah. bring over mm-hmm. the idea of those rules mm-hmm. to the NFL. Uh, and one of them that I thought was very intriguing, and I think that a lot of people will clamor for, is the replacement of an onside kick within a fourth and 15 attempt from your own 25. If you get it, you get to just keep that drive alive and keep going with the ball. If you miss it, you turn it over, and the team picks it up wherever you fell yeah, down but or then, if it's complete pass from the 25. When you do that, and I understand because – it's an exciting play, and it's a lot more yeah, likely it's offense, to offense, convert. offense, offense, right. that's what the NFL wants. But then you're also doing away with the, the kickoff, and then should you just say, well, if we're doing away with the onside kick, we should just do away with the kickoff entirely, and every team just starts at their 20-yard line? See, I think that's something that's being explored already. Legitimately. Is getting rid of right. the kickoff. Right. I, I, 
I understand the player safety aspect of getting rid of kickoffs, but like, I don't it want just it to, looks no, I don't so weird if they just got the ball at the twenty. Right. Like I want there's no there's no opening. I want the ceremony. Play. Yeah. And if ninety nine percent of them end up in the back of the end zone, that, that's fine that solves me. your player safety problem. And I like the ceremony of it. Yeah, right. It, it looks like yeah, a football it, game I mean, is starting. It's been in the last what ten years or so, the the opening kickoff or all kickoffs have been Moved up from what it started at the thirty yard line. Now they're at the thirty five, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, because they wanted to get out of the end zone. If more you want to, if you really want to, and move it up to the forty to even further increase those chances of touchbacks, go for it. But I, I I'm with you. I, I'd prefer to keep the kickoff. Now, despite the XFL getting started, mm-hmm. the NFL just with rumors will dominate. Oh, absolutely. Just the thought of Derek Carr going to the Jets will lead every sports talk show, Mm -hmm. first take, part of the interruption. Aaron Rodgers will lead his darkness retreat. What happened to, like, weren't we supposed to get, like, a live stream of that thing? Yeah, that really defeats the purpose of the darkness retreat, too. But we didn't get that, obviously. But my point is, yeah, the XFL is a novelty, and I'm sure that the ratings were okay because people were interested in it and, you know, wanted to take a peek at this rebirth of this league this year, but there is just not even a semblance of a threat of, you can't even say seriously the NFL being competed with with the XFL because that would never happen. I'm talking even just merger maybe or, you know, revenue sharing between the leagues, making the XFL maybe like a minor league of the NFL. Mm -hmm. None of that's even possible. So like, the NFL is king, reigns supreme, and like I said, the first topic today, when or a lot of topics on sports talk shows nationally, has been Derek Carr. And that's really the first domino to fall this offseason, is the Raiders release Derek right. Carr. He's free to meet with other teams. So he has this entire month, really, he's to, most, to sign a team before anybody else has that chance. And he's the most intriguing. Yeah, right. He can only do it verbally until the actual new league year starts and he can mm-hmm. put pen to paper. But, yeah, he's on the recruiting trail. I saw a picture of him with Jets coach Robert Sala at a restaurant in New York that a, a civilian of the New York area took uh, a screen grab of. I guess he was at the same restaurant. So he's on the recruitment trail. And with Derek Carr, I mean, I know he's not – the best quarterback that's available this offseason because you assume Aaron Rodgers is going to be available. But I think that's the guy that I would go after if I were a Jets, if I were a Colts, if I was somebody that's going to look at the veteran route. Even the Colts who have that. Because you don't have to trade anything for him. It's simply just about how much you're willing to pay for him. And when you're the Jets, like, I understand that you want to hit that home run, go get Aaron Rodgers, because... Whether it's going to end up being true or not, on paper, people are going to think you're a Super Bowl contender, and people are absolutely going to go on you know, the first take shows and say the Jets are going to be in the AFC Championship game, or the Jets will be in the Super Bowl this year. So you get the sexiness of an Aaron Rodgers, but you're such a young team, and other than the quarterback position, your GM has proven that he is great at drafting everywhere else. I right. mean, he's built everywhere else perfectly except for that quarterback position. Can't do it. Keep those draft picks, continue to keep building around the quarterback and drafting positions well outside of the QB spot and just pay a little extra money on Derek Carr and get him in free agency. I I think that's the smart route to go if you're a team like the Jets, uh but I think 
they're going to try to hit a home run and they're going to send a couple first round picks to Green Bay and Green Bay is going to say thank you very much and Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet next year. I think Rodgers will be a Jet and I think it's the wrong move. I think Carr is so obviously the right thing for them to do. For the Jets. For the Jets. And really for any team that needs a quarterback because again, like, yes, Rodgers is better than Carr, but I think you can question how much better now. Yeah. Just because of the yeah. way Rodgers' year played out last year. And you put them on the same team. And Carr's like 32, where right. Rodgers is like going to be in his 40s soon. You give so you Carr... get longer years with Carr. You get a bigger window, theoretically, with Carr. Now, maybe the window's more open with Rodgers for the one year, but the winner has longevity with Derek Carr. You can have five years of, of potential winning as opposed to two with Yeah, Rogers. I guess it's what did the Jets prioritize? Long-term success, or are they going for the win-now mentality? Right, which a lot of teams do. Right, how the Rams always say like "f them picks." They just send picks out to get Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and Matt Stafford and everybody else under the sun, and they have no picks for I don't even know how much longer, Tom. Like I think their next first round pick is twenty twenty seven, maybe at the earliest. So the Jets could do that, and it wouldn't put them in the worst position because they already have a really good team. It's just that they would have to. Right, they they've been struggling the last couple of years with Zach Wilson and and before him Sam Darnold and we could go on and on and on about the the coach coaching or sorry the quarterbacks that have played in New York over the last two decades or so with very little success. They would just have to be comfortable if they if they want to go all in with Aaron Rodgers, getting right back to that uncertainty at quarterback in what the next two or three years. Yeah, exactly. And you have a lot of pressure now ratcheted up to win now like the Rams did because if you're going to F them picks and you're going to not have a first-round pick for five years, you got to have the hardware to look at when you're sitting on draft night in your offices and you have to wait through the first and the second round. And Mm -hmm. guys you love are going off the board and you're starting to feel a little queasy in your stomach. Just take a look over at that trophy case and remind yourself why you gave up those picks. So. If you go all in, if you push the chips to the center of the table for an Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, I think it's Super Bowl or bust. And, Has to be, right? and I, I don't want to say that it wouldn't be Super Bowl or bust if you got a guy like Derek Carr, but I don't think people would have that same gravitas of that statement. They'd say they're a contender, they should mm-hmm. win some playoff games, but if Derek Carr plays for the Jets, say they get to an AFC Championship game during a, a five-year tenure of his and they win a couple of playoff games in other years as well, then people won't look at that and be like, that was an abject failure from Derek Carr. If that was the case with Rodgers, if they go to the Jets and Rodgers, say, gets bounced in the divisional round next year, and then say he comes back for one more year and he gets bounced again in the divisional round, that would be viewed as a complete failure from him and the Jets, and people would very heavily criticize the Jets organization for mortgaging a future to get bounced before the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I think... I think if you were to ask a Jets fan, they would probably lean toward Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody and, and, would and, rather have Rodgers than Carr. Right. And But that is equally true because of they just want to win. Right? I don't think they care how many times they could have regular season success because, again, Tom, setting yourself up for the best possible route to the Super Bowl, you'd obviously take Aaron Rodgers because look at the rest of the AFC. Right This year in, in Vegas, with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, two of the best, if not the best, wide receiver uh, running back combo in the league this year, and the Raiders 
as we know, just had a really bad season, even with Derek Carr and even with Devontae Adams there for the first time. So I don't think that the Jets say, just because we get Derek Carr, we're all of a sudden on that tier with the Chiefs and with mm. the Bills and with the Bengals. You have, I mean, every team now, Tom, every team in the, in the AFC will most likely, if they want to make it to the Super Bowl, have to be at least two of those teams in the playoffs. Yes. So I don't think that <laughs> the the Jets are going to be in any position with Derek Carr to to beat those teams or to beat any other team in the field, really. Because when you think about it, Tom, wherever the Jets place, I mean, they could play the Bills or the Chiefs or the Bengals in the first round, but there's not to say, what if the Bengals or what if the Ravens get Lamar Jackson back and he's fully healthy? You have to play the Ravens at some point in the playoffs. And we, we talk so much about how how unfairly split the NFL is right now and from the AFC side of things versus the NFC side of things. And I just don't see a road to the Super Bowl for the Jets with Derek Carr. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers really gives them that better of a chance to beat those three teams as well. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, of the quarterbacks that are available this offseason, we know Derek Carr for sure now. And by the way, Derek Carr's brother, David Carr, very famous for being the first pick in the history of the Houston Texans The Houston Texans, right. Said it's going to be a long process for Derek Carr. So, I bet he's going to do, like I said at the beginning of this episode, the recruitment thing. He's going to go meet with the Jets. He's going to go meet with the Commanders. He's going to go meet with a bunch of teams that might be interested in kicking the tires on him. He's for sure out there. So I guess just based on the fact that it's a for sure thing and it's not like Rodgers where it's speculation that he might be available via trade. We know that Derek Carr is there. He's probably the number one guy right mm-hmm. now. The number one guy out there. Lamar Jackson is out there once the free agency period starts, but I really have a hard time believing they're not going to tag him at the very least mm. while they continue to work on a negotiation with him. I mean, I don't think that tag will make him any more happy. No, I don't think so either. Daniel Jones from the Giants just said he wants like $40 million a year. <laughs> which I mean, there's really only a couple of teams in the league that could pay him that money. And the Giants are one of them. The Giants are and one of them. I think the Giants are going to end up paying him just because they're in that spot where you're like, do we go out? We, we just made the playoffs and won the playoff game last year on the road. Do we go out and try to do this quarterback carousel thing again, or do we invest in the guy that we drafted and actually showed his best year ever last year? 
It's a very steep investment, though. And I, if I'm I, a Giants I, fan, I think it's a I product just... of the Deshaun Watson contract. I think that you're right. starting to see the market has the trickle just down of the market altered, being yeah. way, way, way inflated. Where Daniel Jones has to ask for about forty million dollars per year, or else him and his agent are not doing their job. Well, his agent for sure. And honestly, anything that anything his agent can get him is a huge plus for Daniel Jones because. I mean, no one thought that he'd ever be in this position. At the beginning of the year, people thought that he was more likely to sign somewhere as a backup, backup this year yeah, than absolutely. get the $40 million pay. Or even just the Giants would tank again because they haven't had a great season in so long, and they would be in the running for a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, and Daniel Jones would be the backup to one of those guys. Jimmy G will obviously be available as well. Jacoby Brissett's going to be out there. So there's some names that you can definitely grab onto. But I think it's Carr and Rodgers at the very top of team's dream yeah. wish list. And Matt Ryan's not coming back for sure. I, I don't think so. I, let me put it this way. If I were Matt Ryan, I would walk away. <laughs> you have Because it just looked so bad. And, like, who wants to sign Matt Ryan after that year? No, no one wants to sign that. That Even as a veteran backup, I just think it's just not worth it. Unless he wants to. Unless he, he is willing to take that backseat I mean, role. what happens if some team pays him, like, 15 mil, what if he backs somewhere up in that Pickett? ballpark, and then he's just like, yeah, I'll ride the bench for $15 million. That's, what, what do I got to lose? That's crazy for a backup if someone what I, But it's that. Matt Ryan. It's a vet. It's a good, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like, I would never do that. It, you'd be a bad organization even if it is Matt Ryan if you're going to pay your, your backup oh, $15 million. 10 he would million, have to take a huge pay cut. $10 million, something like that. Like, I think he's done, though. I, I think it looked like he was cooked. Uh, it, it's really Carr, Rodgers, and I. I'm still keeping an eye on Lamar, Lamar. as far as the quarterback mm. situation. I think I goes. am too. I, it just feels he's got like no ch- I mean, he's got no choice if they give him the tag. They they let him into uh, the meetings and help. Uh, apparently, he had a say in picking Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator out of Georgia, that is now the offensive coordinator right, yeah. for Baltimore. He had a say in that. Apparently, is what they're saying. So. If you're going to let him help choose that position, you would assume that the next logical step would be that he's going to be a Raven next year. Why would they let him help? And again, it's not like he picked him. But why would they give him input on something that he might not even be, on something where he might not even be a part of the team next year? So I think the Ravens expect to bring him back. I think Lamar expects to be a Raven too. But you got to meet in the middle somewhere. And I'm not like, this is going to sound like criticism, and it, I guess it kind of is. When you're this early in your career, I don't know if it's the best interest of yourself to represent yourself. I understand that you know agents get their cut, their 3%, and you have to pay them. But I think in a negoti- negotiation like this that is so unique with the kind of player he is, MVP and has the caliber to be an MVP again if he's healthy, run first quarterback that has passing ability that is overshadowed by by a lot of we people. We know he can pass. Yeah. I think you need a professional in that room working on these negotiations because the Ravens Absolutely. are going to try to hardball you and say you get hurt way too much. I don't we can't understand. we can't sign you for a long-term deal. It's just too risky for us. You need somebody professional on the other end to be like, "Well, you're going to end up paying us." Yeah, like, I and, don't and I'm under- sure his mom and him are doing that, but do they have the same power or gravitas as a Experienced ability, Rosenhaus ability. You know what like I mean? That. Like I don't, I don't understand the decision by Lamar to represent himself here. I get why. Like after the 2018 season when he won MVP, sure he's feeling like he's on top of the world. He'll get all the money in the world because of that season. But you can still have someone represent you 
and help you get that money. It's just you have no idea how difficult it is as a player to be in those meetings, to be in those negotiations as a legit business businessman or businesswoman. I just don't understand why he's doing it, and I think it's hurting him. One more quarterback that I throw in there in the free agency mix is Geno Smith, but Seattle has very clearly made it that yeah. their intention is to bring him back, so that's why I don't really even think about him anywhere else because I think Seattle wants him back. He would be crazy to want to leave Seattle. I mean, how long you just found the system mm-hmm. that helped you become a legit NFL mm-hmm. starter? Why would you, got you run a good away team around from you. that? Why would you run away from that? You have right a now? running back who could have won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, you have two studs at wide receiver, and you got the coach. I mean, the coach is such an important factor into all of this, and we know that Pete Carroll, I think at this point it's like, what, the fourth or fifth longest tenured head coach in the league right now? Mm-hmm. It's like Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh, and uh, and uh, Carroll. I think that's it, those four guys. I'm reading an ESPN Plus article right now about top 50 free agents and their best fit, and I'm looking at Derek Carr and – Best team fit for him is the New Orleans Saints. Dennis Allen, their head coach, drafted Derek Carr back in 2014. So, so that's interesting. A connection there. Interesting and- about that connection because I want to pivot the discussion to Aaron Rodgers. Which connection do you think is more valuable to him? Devontae Adams in Vegas, in Vegas or, or Hackett, in New Hackett York. Nathaniel Hackett in New York? If I were Rodgers, it would be Adams in Vegas because that's – tangibly affecting the outcome. Right, exactly. I can throw it to I him. know. I've been I know on the field with this guy before. I know what we can do together. Hackett's a coach. I mean, he can help suggest things to me, and we get along. Failed. We, we have a good working relationship. And he failed in Denver. Yeah, but he's a good offensive coordinator, though. And you have a great working relationship with well, him. Well, was he good? Was he a good offensive coordinator or a good offensive coordinator when he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback? Yeah, the, the, the chicken and egg discussion there, yeah, but you can I never know so. that. And you got to give him credit for the things that he did. But yeah, if I'm Rodgers, I'm thinking I get along with this guy. He's he's a good you know working relationship with him. But I throw touchdowns to Devontae. Adams. I mean, to I me, Adams. the Nathaniel Hackett hire is directly related to the pursuit of Aaron Rodgers, right? Yes. You don't bring in it is. Nathaniel Hackett unless you want Aaron Rodgers to follow him there. It's very f- funny to me too that I see this best fit for Derek Carr, the New Orleans Saints, and I'm like, yeah, that probably makes sense. But then I go. But the Jets are better than the Saints, actually. Like their roster is in a better spot, I think. Yeah, than the New Orleans Saints are. Saints it's have, younger overall. Saints I think have it's play better overall. still, but Kamara's getting older, and sure. Jordan on defense. Cam is Jordan's getting older. Getting older. Like, Tyron Matthews getting older. Their playmakers are getting older. Yeah. All the Jets playmakers are, are young. I mean, they just had two two rookie of the year. Defensive and offensive rookie yeah. of the year reside in New York. So it's funny how you have to you know recalibrate the way you think about certain. Teams that have always yeah. failed because you know I see the Saints and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good fit for Carr. Right. They go it's down a there, stable and win franchise, they win the South easily. But Sean Payne's not there anymore, and and the players are getting older. Right, yeah. Mike Thomas ain't a thing anymore. Right, Michael Thomas is done. I mean, you have Olave, who I think is a good young wide receiver. Right, but Garrett Wilson, I think, is a little bit better I as mean, a just, good young wide it's receiver. Pretty, uh, it's pretty obvious the league thought that because they just gave him Offensive Rookie of the Year instead of uh, Olave in New Orleans. Today is a big day on the NFL calendar, too, because it is the first official day that the franchise tag is allowed, to, and the transitional tags are allowed to be placed on players. Uh, Peru's on Twitter right now. I haven't seen any of significance yet. We're recording this on Tuesday morning. Um, I'm sure that they will be starting to come in as the week goes on. But here is the breakdown of positional values for the franchise tag this year. 
Quarterback is the most expensive if you tag a quarterback. Oh, you don't say. Quarterbacks are most expensive. Six million dollars this year. A running back will get ten million on the tag. A wide receiver will get nineteen point seven four. A tight end will get eleven. Offensive lineman will get eighteen. Defensive end nineteen. Defensive tackle eighteen. Linebacker is the second most expensive tag at twenty million per year, mm. almost twenty one million. So not by much. No, compared to like no, the, receivers the biggest and, jump is yeah. quarterback. Yeah, right. Eighteen for a corner. Fourteen for a safety. Five point three million dollars if you're a punter or a kicker. Okay, what did you expect though? No, that's good. Like to have yeah, that all yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about like thirty-four million for a quarterback, twenty million for linebackers, and nineteen for receivers or nineteen for D linemen. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna get that kind of money if you're a kicker or a punter, but that's pretty good money if you get a franchise tag and you're just some fringe guy. Do you think the Steelers have anybody on their roster right now that is franchise tag potential? Because I don't. I don't think that there's any anybody that this year could grab that. I mean, right. you're not going to give it to Cam Sutton, are you? No. You can get Cam Sutton. I want, you, you want Cam, Cam Sutton, Sutton under contract, than $18 million but you want him under year. contract, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Devin Bush, you're not going to sign no up for chance. $20 million per year. <laughs> no so way. There's just, you know, I think for the past five years, there's always kind of been a guy like Minka last year, TJ the year before that, where you could be like, yeah, maybe makes a little sense to franchise. But him. the one year? I don't yeah. think this year. It, it does. No. I don't think that, uh, yeah, Bud got tagged. Right. Uh, Le'Veon got tagged twice. Like, yeah, it wasn't happy it, about it's, it. It's something that we've seen in Pittsburgh for a while, and you see it around the league, too. But just the team right now, just I don't think has a guy that makes a lot of sense to place a franchise tag on. So I, I, I don't think you need to use but you, it. This you don't year. have a problem with that, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's not like they're never going to use it again, right? You know. Right. But I just one that I could see maybe getting tagged. You're going to say Fryermuth in a couple years, okay. just because you got other people that you got to sign. Yeah. Maybe you just tag him and say, we'll, "Would you we'll not deal say you later. possibly potentially Terrell Evans this year?" Hmm. 14 mil per year for Edmonds. I think you can get him a little cheaper than that. Yeah. Which is why I, I want to sign Edmonds long term, too. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, you do, years. but like if there's a potential where the long term deal averages out to be less than the tag and he's not so ecstatic about that, maybe you give him the tag, get him a little bit of extra money, and then after that, you can work a deal out. One last NFL thing I wanted to toss by you and the listeners. Uh, Adam Rank does a good job for NFL.com and is good social media follow as well. Uh, he did five NFL players who should be traded this offseason. Uh, is that due to their circumstances on their team? If Yes, the way that the team is. Sometimes teams need to, you know, they're, they're like a team for the Buccaneers, for example. He has Mike Evans on this list. You're in a rebuild now, I think, if you're Tampa Bay. Unless oh, yeah. you get a Derek Carr or a Rodgers, but I don't yeah, hear, isn't I don't that hear them, kind of interesting? We haven't anywhere really, in those races. We haven't really heard the Buccaneers as a potential landing spot no, for No, because I think they're going to go rebuild. I think they're going to, and, and selling off of Mike Evans could get you a, a really yeah. high draft pick and start to expedite that process. I mean, if you're going to rebuild, wouldn't you just dish out both Evans and Godwin? You'd dish out everybody, I yeah. think. So they're a team to be interested in, but yeah. It's about the circumstances of the team that they're on and the value that they'd bring back. And remember, you know, you hear Mike Evans and people are like, why would they ever trade a play like that? Three of the most explosive players in football last year, Adams, Hill, and A.J. Brown, all got traded in the offseason last year. Right, yeah. That, it has become a very hot stovish league in the NFL when it comes to the offseason. So I already told you about Mike Evans, another receiver on this list that's, I think, if he got onto the market, teams would be lining up for is DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals. Yes. Little surprised that he's on the list. 
there is a new general manager, a new head coach. In, There's a lot of new in Arizona. Going on in Arizona. Um, but a I mean, new. They just got the uh, yeah. But the best that the Cardinals have ever looked in the Kyler Murray era is when DeAndre Hopkins has been healthy for almost a full season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when he missed the first six games because of a suspension, he came in and immediately became a, a top receiver in the league. It, it, it wasn't like he had to work his way back into it. His very first week back, the only times where he was struggling was when it was he had to go in between or he had to go back and forth between Colt McCoy and. Uh, uh, Kyler Murray playing a quarterback. He had to deal with different quarterback, a different quarterback every week. So he had to make that adjustment, and he was still producing. What Rank uh, basically sums up is this is a franchise undergoing great change. No sense of urgency really in twenty twenty three. I mean, the Niners are going to win the division again. Mm-hmm. Seahawks are better than they are. Yeah, that so, division is unless something catastrophic happens to San Francisco, it's theirs to win next yeah, year, right. despite who plays quarterback. Um, I'd even say for the next maybe three five years. So. He thinks that the franchise and the state that it's in isn't exactly the right fit for a 31-year-old in DeAndre Hopkins who's getting towards the end of his career and needs to win now. Uh, so Mike Evans, we already mentioned too. Here's a very interesting one from the Commanders. He's actually going to be a free agent. Is it Scary Terry? No, Darren okay. Payne, defensive tackle. Mm. But his argument is you can't just let him walk in free agency for nothing. He's a very good defensive tackle. He's still just 25 years old and he's fresh off of a season where he could where he really displayed that he's a interior disruption uh, on a defensive line. He thinks you should tag him and trade him. Franchise tag him and then get some value for him and then have another team have to deal with signing him to a long-term deal if you're Washington. So that's an interesting uh path to take. I would love Darren Payne to get to the actual free agency market. Not to see say what the Steelers happens. would do it, mm-hmm. but I'd I mean, it's a, that's a hefty them. price you'd have to pay. Still to love him. to see him kick a tires on a guy like that. That's that's for your sure. Cam that's Hayward that's your translation right guy, right? It's twenty-five year old first round pick. I mean, that's your Cam Hayward. I mean, guy. you can. He had eleven and a half sacks when, and five passes defended last year. When Cam eventually retires, hopefully as a Steeler, right? Not on another team, right? Um. You like what you got out of Larry O from this past season. You hope to sign him to a, a a friendly deal so that you can help that that period of of Cam in his last couple of years as a Steeler having more than one guy to play play next to. But Payne, I think, would completely change the tra- the trajectory of that defensive line. Another defensive lineman that he has on this list, Roy Robertson Harris. Now, this is the least. Um splashy name of anybody yeah. on here. It's a run-stuffing defensive lineman, and he admits that that's not an electric factory of a pick here. But the Jags spent a ton of money in the offseason last year, and I like how he put this. Now the waiter just dropped off the check at the table, and they're deep in the mm-hmm. red. So they're going to have to start moving on from some assets. And that defense has a lot of talent on it, and Roy Robertson-Harris is a good player, but they've got a lot more priorities on that side of the ball than him. So this could be a good you know, trade chip to shed some of that cap space, and it would be a very good low-key acquisition for a front office. Uh, Again, I think this would be a guy that if he was an actual free agent, he would be behind Payne and Hargrave, the really top defensive lineman free agents, and maybe a sneaky guy the Steelers could grab, but you got to trade for him now. And I just, I don't know if the Steelers are in the business of trading any draft picks away. Yeah, I don't think they are. Unless they were so sure on a guy like Mika Fitzpatrick, but that's we've seen how infrequently something like that happens. And now, finally, 
a guy that I think you will hear Steelers fans say they want badly, but I don't want him. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Los Angeles yeah. Rams. He's you've going, already you've already heard it. I will say this: he's going to get traded. I think. I don't think the Rams have interest in keeping him. It's it's a weird spot that the Rams are in though. Because McVay came back, right? And Stafford's, Stafford's going to come back, back. So like, and Cooper Cup's going to come back so healthy. How do you not go into next season and at least think you're going to contend? And Donald is. You're not going to go into next season and think you're going to be bad again. Like right. you might be bad again. Is but Aaron you're not Donald going to come that. back? Yeah, Donald. I think is going to play again. So like, why wouldn't they try to keep Ramsey? I, I don't know. It would make no sense if they moved Ramsey for draft picks because that would signal like a rebuild move where everything else that they're doing ain't really rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting case study for the Rams this year because how yeah, are they gonna how are they gonna how do they it? bounce yeah. back? Mm-hmm. And again, just because Stafford's gonna be healthy and Cup's gonna be healthy, I don't think it's a guarantee that they're a contender for a playoff spot. They could still be a six win team or something like that. Yeah, I'd say it's much is. more it's much more likely in the NFC than it is the AFC. You miss an entire year at this age for as Stafford. Well, he didn't miss tough. the entire year. What he played two or three games at the beginning. No, I thought he went down more. So ha- I think Cooper Cup missed more time. But wasn't it like the? Him. Wasn't it that no? Cup was out there with the backups. Wasn't it that same thing with Ben though, where it the hurt elbow, throughout the entire training camp? It, yeah. Like remember, he didn't even throw during training camp this year because of the elbow, mm-hmm. and then he gave it a go at the beginning of the season, and then it officially just snapped. Couldn't do anything about it. Our throwing arm injury when you're on the wrong side of thirty. That's something to hold your breath yeah. about. That's something that we've seen up close and personal in Steelers Nation. Yeah, he played half the season. So he got, you know, he battled through. Yeah. What a of a half a yeah, season right. that was. For the Rams in general, too. They they I were mean, the in worst. Ha- in nine games? They were the worst team to follow up a Super Bowl championship oh, yeah. in NFL history. That's fact. Their record was the worst ever of a team. That oh, I didn't realize it was that bad. They were the worst but team. But I, I, can, I can tell you through eight or nine games, he threw ten touchdowns. Which is not what you want out of a quarterback. <laughs> that's like Kenny Pickett status from his rookie right, year. Yeah. That's not what you see out of Matt Stafford uh, usually. Did you miss any of our show today? Don't worry, we got you covered. You can download and subscribe to Steelers Standard anywhere you get your podcast. Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Make sure you're downloading and subscribing. When we come back, we're going to do our first mock draft of the year. Mock draft 1.0. We'll go through all of the picks for the Steelers and see where mock draft 1.0 lands and what kind of additions we're making to our Pittsburgh Steelers in this offseason. That's on the way next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. This is the Steelers Standard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 